Vivian, it's so nice to have you on the podcast. Welcome. How are you? I'm great. Thank you. I feel like I know you um, because my wife talks about you very, very, uh, you're very Aww. dear to to her. Um, and uh, she's a it, sweetheart. <laughs> it's, uh, I, you don't have to tell me. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, it, uh, we, the, re the reason we're, well, one of the reasons that we're, we're talking to you today is because, um, my wife, Deanna and you, um, met in, uh, Southern California, uh, when mm -hmm. Deanna was, uh, going to St. Peter and Paul, are, are you still parishioner yeah. there? I still am 30 some years. Well, let's see, 35 years. Wow. I know. Nice. <laughs> you know, I have to tell you something about your beautiful wife. Every time I see a sacred or immaculate heart, I think of her. You need to pass that message on to her. Well, look at that. Oh, okay. Well, I wear and I wear this one, and every I think of her every time I put this bracelet on. That's awesome. <laughs> I, I don't know. I just if you had can to share that with you. That's awesome. Yeah, we, the joke is that uh, we are a walking miraculous medal now because she has a sacred heart of Jesus and I have the immaculate heart of Mary as a statue. Oh, um, that's awesome. <laughs> and I, I have the one of your prints of the immaculate heart of Mary right behind oh, me. I don't mm -hmm. know if I, we can see it, but I'll, I'll maybe I'll show it uh, later. But um, and I also uh, we also got like one of your prints of Saint Philomena for Saint my niece, uh, whose name is Philomena. And then we saw one of your actual icons at the uh, Sacred Art Gallery in Old Town Scottsdale. So yes. it's very nice yes, to I meet you virtually. Yeah. Yes, nice to but, see you. I see I see your wife on Facebook, and I see pictures of you. So I feel like we know each other. <laughs> right, and this is Gustavo. <laughs> Hi, Gustavo. Hi. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so for those that, that don't know you, uh, and the work that you do, can, can you give us like, um, uh, like a two minute intro of who Vivian and Brugli is? Well, um, I'm a mother and a grandmother and a wife. I'll tell you that first, but first and f um, after all those three, I am, I, you know, you can call me an iconographer, you can call me a sacred artist, but everything I do, I do for his glory. It's kind of like my motto of sorts. And um, I don't paint anything else. I mean, every once in a while, something little, but I will not commission anything else that's not sacred art or, or an icon. Um, that's me. That's That's been my life for the last 18 years is a um, little studio upstairs over there. Mm -hmm. And nice. I go up there every day like everyone else goes to work, except I don't have a freeway. I just have 12 steps. I go that's amazing. That talk about a commute. Um, yeah, it's in fact there it is. There's the stairs. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> looks like my it actually looks like my commute. <laughs> really close. It's nice. No freeway traffic. Yeah. I love yeah, it. I love it. I love it. Yeah, yeah, just just roll out of the bed and then. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. Some sometimes people think it's like an it's like a crafty thing with me. It's like no, this is my job. This yeah. is what I do every single day. I try not to work Saturday and Sundays, but every single day I go up there. That's awesome. That's amazing. So, um, an iconographer or a sacred artist—that's uh, that's, that's amazing. Uh, so, you've always been artistic. Yeah, you know, um, I come from a large family, and my because we didn't go places, we had a huge art room, and my mom would just say, "Create, create," and I painted my first mural. I think I was probably 
11 or 12 and she let me paint all over our walls. My, I have a twin sister and we both paint. Um, uh, and so we just painted all over the walls and that's where it started. She really encouraged our creativity. And again, I think that came from just being at home and not going places. So we just were creative. Yeah. So I, awesome. I always, always have until I came upon icons. That's Which, I was reading that story. That's a perfect segue because it's, it was almost divine. You call it divine providence, right? That uh, it, you went to this icon class. Can you talk about yeah. that experience? Oh, it's a great, I love this story. So uh, it actually started um, the week, that week, a week before I took uh, the class, um, our priest had, during his homily, was talking about honor thy father and mother meant more than honoring them. It meant take care of them, spending time with them. So my mother had called me and said, I want to take an art class. That's what she called it. And she goes, it's not very far from the house, but she couldn't drive at night. So I said, sure, I'll take you. I didn't really want to because I'm busy. I'm raising kids. I'm, I'm working. And But I took her. And um, I walked in, and there was a long table of all these women and one tiny little table off to the side. Well, that was the only seat available. That's where I sat. And the teacher brought out these images that I only knew as Christmas cards. And I thought, oh my gosh, is this what we're painting? And I was, I was like so excited. And they prayed this prayer and she handed me a board and said, the first image you'll paint will be an image of Christ. And while all the women sat chattering and eating and chattering and eating, I, I always explain it. It was like the ceiling opened up and it was, of course it didn't. And it just, it was like, this is what you love and this is what you'll do. I didn't tell anybody that for years, a year. And but that's what it was like. I was consumed. All of a sudden I heard these are icons, not just holy cards or holy pictures. Okay. Um, and then I began studying and studying and looking everything up. I could books and ordering tons mm -hmm. of books. And that's where it started was honoring my mother and taking her to a class she couldn't drive to. That's so cool. So I, I actually, eventually our teacher was such a beautiful teacher. She ended up wanting to retire so I took over the class and began teaching the class. <laughs> wow. That's amazing. Um, yeah. That is so cool because I've, um, well, Gustavo and I, we have a, like a shared interest for like uh, the Byzantine uh, mm. Catholic church and the use of icons mm. in the yes. divine liturgy. Uh, because if you go to a Byzantine Catholic church, oh, I, you'll mm -hmm. mostly see icons instead of statues. Correct. Um, so, um, what part of your study, like, I'm, I'm interested to know, like, what kind of like books did you read or who, who did you study to to get you, to know more about icons? Well, first I studied under her and then I kind of I, okay. uh, and uh, and then I, I, I don't want to say I outgrew her, but I outgrew her. So then I studied under um, two schools of iconography. Um, I was the only Catholic in the class. Well, one other girl was, and we, and we just happened to sit next to each other. And I'm, and I say this with great love because I learned a lot that day, but, or that week, cause it was an icon camp, but they frowned on us a bit. Um, on Catholics? As, as Catholics, right. <laughs> but it's okay. It's okay. Um, because I, I, I learned a lot. And then the second class I took was under, there was a, um, a Greek Orthodox and then a Catholic iconographer. And it, he opened the door. He opened the door. I was a teeny bit frustrated. I remember being the last day of class and I was a teeny bit frustrated and thought this isn't going to be for me then. It was very rigid. And he came to me at the end of the class and he said, you need to keep doing this. 
you need to keep doing this. Um, there was a lot of noise in the class and I like to work in somewhat of silence um, okay. and which is in, really important. And I, I'd love to talk to you about the prepping of it, everything in a little bit, whenever you're ready. But um, so he gave me that little bit, that little boost and also made me feel like it's okay that I was Catholic and I was writing these icons because it was frowned upon in the previous class. So that opened hmm. the door saying, it's okay. It, you know, and then my, my style, because I know what you're talking about, the Byzantine icons, they're beautiful. And I painted many Byzantine and then Western style. Mm -hmm. um, it's, it's, it depends on what the client asks me for. And, but I tend to lean a little bit more on the Western, but I create them in, in the, in, in a very, in, in the same style that, uh, and, um, uh, a, a Greek Orthodox might very okay. prayerful, which is, I think in all in, in is the most important thing. It's the most important thing. Yeah. Okay. So there's th th several things to unpack there that you just mentioned. So first question that comes to mind is why do we say that that an iconographer writes an icon versus painting an icon? Yeah, you know, there's a lot of people that ask that question. And I, I, you know, when I took the class, we just always said, right. It's just what we did. And I'm going to, I'm going to be very upfront. I'm not a theologian, but I will tell you what they taught me, but, mm -hmm. but okay. So what my teacher taught me and what I've always gone with is we're basically, we're writing scripture. It's nothing we made up. These are not stories that we made up. These are, these are, these are, is scripture. So I can't go in and, and change the story of John the Baptist to suit me in the icon I'm writing. I have to write it true. Okay. It, it needs to be true to scripture. Now, some people, there's, it, there are, there's a, um, you'll read a lot of articles where they, you'll, you'll even hear Orthodox very say, no, it's not writing. It's not writing. Then you hear, no, it's writing. There's so much controversy out there about it. It's, it's a little <laughs> bit scary. I used to have one site I would follow on uh, Instagram and Facebook and the fights these people would get into. I go, wait a minute, we're talking about sacred images. Why is everybody so mean and fighting? You know, and I, I kind of just stopped following them because it, it got ugly. So I still so say, right. Divide. Oh my gosh. Yes. Okay. And, and you know, the bottom line is to me, is that if it's created in prayer in the proper way, what, who cares? What cares? I, who cares? But you know, I'm used to saying, right. Every once in a while I'll slip up if I was giving a talk somewhere and I might, I might use the word, right. And explain why we do it. Um, mm -hmm. I'm, you know, and then I, I, I'll accidentally say paint and someone will go, you said paint. <laughs> yeah, I did say paint. It's okay. We know what we're talking about here. Relax. <laughs> Relax. Um, okay, because it, the way that the uh, sacred art evolved, I mean, you you see it from like the the, the from the catacombs, right? Like the, mm -hmm. the, the engravings on the mm -hmm. on the walls that you have, like the image of a pelican, right? There was like mm -hmm. the Im imagery of Jesus, uh, right? Uh, the the pelican giving its blood to I love for that their symbol. children to yeah, yeah. um there's, there's so many things that we could talk about that but okay. um but mostly uh, the the audience for those types of uh, so they were illiterate so they didn't know mm -hmm. how to read so right imagery would tell the story and they were used for like catechesis uh, mm -hmm. aids i guess mm -hmm. um can can you what what have you um 
I mean, maybe we can like slide into like the, the, the preparation of the process because you just said that you cannot change the story uh, of John the Baptist to suit the, the writing of the I was just, so, yeah. Okay. You know, the, I'd, I'll go back to what you were talking about as far as the imagery, that symbols are the most important to me, the most important part of an icon next to the eyes. And that's just my own personal prep, my own personal thought. But mm -hmm. um, symbols tell the story. Um, as you said, it, it, there was a time when people spoke all types of different languages. And um, this is how they told the stories. Uh, not too long ago, it was the year of, um, year of mercy. It was mm -hmm. a huge icon. I did, in fact, I think that's the one that's hanging at the Sacred Art Gallery. Um, so I wrote this icon and um, uh, everything told a story. And there was a, a priest not too far from here who was teaching about the year of mercy and used that icon because everyone spoke Spanish. And so he used all the symbols to tell this story, which I just thought that's the perfect example, the perfect, perfect example of how no words were necessary. All the symbols told the story. Yes, I'm sorry I segwayed to that, but I just thought, I, I love that you recognize that. So symbols are important, which is why research is so important. Exactly. You put the wrong symbol in and you're telling the wrong story. Um, but you started to ask me a question. I'm sorry. I got excited and I interrupted you. <laughs> no, no, no. That's, that's perfectly fine. And we try to have to keep this like there's no, uh, we don't have like, uh, we're more like uh, fast and loose kind of conversation. <laughs> Gustavo, I've been hogging the questions you No, you I'm have... enjoying a lot. I, I I'm really interested to learn about the process because oh, it's yeah. it's uh it's like, really like, important. Yeah, like you I was a, a artistic kid growing up, um, mm -hmm. but I never kept it up. I, I still know how to draw, but it's not something that it's not my passion, basically. Okay. I'm a designer by that's my career. So mm -hmm. I got more into the computer side of art and design and all that stuff. So when I see art created by hand like this, I'm just like amazed. So talk to us a little bit about what the process is like for you. It's beautiful. And let me tell you what I tell all my students. Sometimes they'll say, I want to do this, but I, I can't because I don't paint. And I said, yay, I'd rather have a student that can't paint than one who's <laughs> a, an accomplished artist. Yeah. Because and I, with an icon, it comes from your heart. It comes with prayer. But as far as the actual steps that take place, um, the very first thing, like uh, just recently, I, I just uh, wrote an icon of um, uh, newly sainted um, uh, Michael McGivney. I don't know if you know who mm -hmm. he is. Yep. He's the one who started the Nice of Columbus. 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 Okay. Yep. So I had to learn about him. So I had to, I had to read everything I could on him to develop what, what were gonna be the symbols. So the first thing that you do is research. And then I take this image that I have in my mind and I go before the blessed sacrament and I pray about it. Is, is this the right? What I can't do this on my own. It's all guided right. by the Holy spirit. You become too arrogant. If you think I, I've got this. Yeah. Um, so when I feel, and sometimes I refer to someone, a priest who might be more knowledgeable about a particular saint or whatever. So I'll, I'll like a, a St. Norbert. I went to a Norbentine priest to talk to him about St. Norbert. Mm -hmm. um, so I always, I, I always go to someone higher up if, if I'm a little bit worried about it. Um, and then there's board preparation. So an icon is not written on a canvas. Um, uh, it's written on a, a type of wood and not any wood. Um, it is, I usually use a poplar or a birch panel. Okay. Um, 
And then there's a piece of white linen. And by the way, all this is symbolic. So the wood is actually symbolic. Some will say of the tree of life or an altar, okay. which is so beautiful. Um, a piece of white linen is laid down, which represents or can be symbolic of the shroud or an altar cloth. Mm -hmm. And it's laid down with rabbit glue. Um, and then there are 10 layers of marble gesso, beautiful, white, pure marble gesso. Personally, I always think of a pure soul. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, one, someone who's been to confession, that may not be true, but that's what I personally mm -hmm. think. So it's this beautiful, clean palette I'm beginning to work on. And um, then the image, um, you know, I prepare to put the image down. The image can be just transferred onto the board and then I etch it with an etching tool. That, that that etch will always be there, similar to the wounds of Christ. Again, that's my take on it, whether it's anybody else's. Correct. You know. <laughs> but then there's the most beautiful prayer that is prayed, which is so important um, before you actually begin or actually each day. Um, and I won't read the whole prayer to you, but it starts off, you know, with um, it goes, Oh, divine Lord of all that exists. You have illuminated the apostle and evangelist Luke with your Holy spirit. Luke is a patron saint of artists. So we're calling upon him. So beautiful. And then it says, um, of course I'm, I'm not in my room. I, I think in my room, it says, um, the grace of him who has been born of me is spread throughout the world. This is the best part. Enlighten and direct my soul, my heart, and my spirit. Then it says, guide the hands of your unworthy servant. We're unworthy to paint an image of Christ. And we're admitting it. We're, we're admitting that we're, un we're un unworthy of it. So we're asking for guidance. And then it says, so that we may worthily and perfectly portray this icon of your holy mother, the saints, for the glory and adornment of your holy church. This is so important to do. Um, then we ask for forgiveness. We say, forgive our sins and the sins of those who will venerate these icons. So we're asking him to even forgive the sins of those who are venerating the icon. Wow. And then, um, and all those who are standing before it. Um, anyways, it's the most beautiful prayer. So prayer is incredibly, incredibly important when beginning. This is why it's not like regular art. It's not art. I don't even call it art. I call it a prayer. Um, when you're done with an icon, it is a prayer. Now, depending on um, the image I'm working on, like let's say um, uh, Michael, Mc Father McGivney, when mm -hmm. I began that one, you know, I would, I usually will pray a rosary or something while I'm working. But with Father McGivney, I listened to his stories because I wanted him with me. Mm -hmm. I had a holy card. My spiritual director had sent me a holy card from his canonization. So I kept that with me. So mm -hmm. if, it, if it was Mother Teresa, I would have had something of Mother Teresa's or listened to her story or prayed her novena. So I try mm -hmm. to bring the saint as close as I can to me. I kind of shut out the world. I don't, I don't watch TV unless I'm watching, uh, listening to a movie on the saint and I'm listening, not watching. And, or I'll listen to sacred music. Um, Gregorian is my favorite. I'll have something playing in the back. And um, most importantly, when I begin incense, my husband will come okay. home and my husband will come home and say, wow, you had a great work day because the house is just <laughs> thick with incense. Um, and I always tell my, I had a friend come over the other day and I'd been working, of course, all week and it was really strong. And he walked in and goes, what 
have you guys been doing? I go, it's my incense from my studio. <laughs> but it's just, it's the most beautiful smell. It just brings, it oh, awakens totally. all your senses. Mm -hmm. So it's a very, very, very prayerful process. Um, that's a, that's in short, how you prepare in writing it. But, um, and then um, it's, and this is kind of a little bit more, but when you're, you're writing this image, painting the image, um, it's, it's important that you follow rules and, and the rules are colors, you know, you, okay. you know, I can't, I can't decide. I, I actually had a student once was a student and she said, I'm going to paint the blessed mother pink with some flowers. Cause I want it to match my wallpaper. And it was like, no, no, no. But it was, she, she wasn't thinking this is, this is a prayer. We have rules that we need to follow. And, and, so Our Lady, we always see her in the royal colors and blues and reds. And so blue is the color of royalty along with purple. Um, red, we see Christ in that. That's the color of love and passion and sacrifice. So he is usually in those tones. Um, the gold on the icon, this is really important. Most of my mm -hmm. icons all have gold on them. It doesn't make it a better icon because it's gold, but I only use real gold. And I, I can tell you, Nothing upsets me more when I see somebody posting something and they're using fake gold because I can tell fake gold. And, <laughs> and if you can't, if you if you can't afford to use real gold, it's okay. You use yellow ochre, which is a yellow color. It doesn't make it less of an icon, but don't try to fool anybody. That that just that's my error. You know, that's I get your pet peeve <laughs> about iconographers. <laughs> you just you you just you you just can't try to pass that off. White is the color of um, divine light, so usually Christ is painted white or his mother. And then black is death or evil. So sometimes you have okay. to use those colors. But that's so there are rules that you follow as far as the colors. You just don't do it because somebody says, I really want to, you know, St. Joseph in orange or, or I don't know, orange is actually okay to use, but you just can't do it to suit the person. I, I always. I'm sorry. Try to, it, know, it's a little bit educated. like the liturgy, right? I mean, we want to make sure yes. that we're uh, worshiping worthily and correctly. And right. just to hear the whole process and how prayerful it is and, and for the icon itself to become a prayer. It's beautiful, by the way, that you pray for the people that are going to be receiving the icon. I think that it's, is so intentional on your part and, and you make people part of your process, too, you know, because it's right. not it's not uh, devoid of of personal touch because it's your personal touch. The icon itself is touching uh, the, the family or the person that receives it and, and obviously they're in, in, enveloped in beauty with the icon mm -hmm. and in beauty because of, of the specific saint. So I think it's just wonderful that your process includes praying for the recipient. Um, and mm -hmm. yes, totally in terms of following the rules, that is for the benefit of the, the overall how you receive it. You know, as a prayer, as, as, as you venerate it, as you see it, as you pray with it. Yeah, I would definitely not have the same uh, effect if if it was like pink with flowers and matching. the Right, right, <laughs> right, right. You know, you know, it's so beautiful um, as and I'm going to go back to when when I would have students who said they couldn't paint. But when they went through the process with great prayer and this beautiful devotion to the image they were painting when they finished. Um, I, I remember one student in particular, 
she would cry when she looked at her image. Mm. Now, somebody off the streets might look and go, well, it's a little bit crooked. It looks a little, it looks a little, they weren't looking at it like, a, they weren't looking at it like a prayer, but because she created it with her heart and with prayer, it was beautiful, mm -hmm. beautiful. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's, it's really, it's, 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 so good. it's so gratifying when I see someone, when someone would finish and then dumb COVID came along and we stopped our classes, but it was, it would be oh, so, boy. so beautiful. We're going to start up again in September, but, That's um, good to hear. yeah, <laughs> but it, it's, it, it is, it is just so beautiful to see all the images that have been created by people who have never picked up a paintbrush. That's awesome. It's really, well, that's, yeah. that gives me hope. <laughs> uh, you just you have to have it right here. <laughs> I will. Uh, like, it's not for lack of try, I should say. Um, it's, it's always something that I wanted to ask you because you mentioned earlier there's a, that you do more Western style yeah. icons versus Eastern uh, or Orthodox style. What would be like the men, the main difference between the two styles? You know, it's it's the look in the faces for me, and and whether this is correct okay. or not, and it's nothing that I did on purpose. It kept happening. And I would try to go to the more stark looking face. Um, I, okay. It still has the characteristics of an icon with the longer nose and bigger ears and the small mouths. And, um, but it just kept happening. And then I thought, you know, I keep asking God to guide my hands so I can only guess this is what I'm supposed to do. Um, mm. and, and it's okay. Um, it's still a very prayerful piece. And, and, Many of my clients that have come that are that, that commission pieces, you know, they'll say these yours are speaking to me. So maybe God guided them this way for a reason. I don't know. I know that they'll be they are frowned upon sometimes by um, those who are more orthodox. Into the, yes, yes. I'm, I'm a very orthodox Catholic though, but um, <laughs> <laughs> but um, so and that's okay. I don't I don't care anymore. I don't I I. Um, another gentleman who writes the most beautiful Byzantine icons, he said, it's how you're guided. Don't fight it anymore. Cause I would, he was really wonderful as far as asking questions. Why, why, you know, he goes, just don't fight it. So I don't, I don't. So there, I, I would say with my Western style, the, the faces are a little bit softer. Um, okay. the eyes are the, the, as I told you, I think the eyes are my favorite part of the icon because when mm -hmm. I'm, when I'm working on the eyes, it's like, I almost stop. And I go, okay, Lord, whoever needs to be drawn into this devotion or this image, let them see through these eyes. And then I start very carefully, we'll start painting the eyes. So for me, the eyes are the soul of the icon. That's those are, it may only draw, it might draw Gestapo in, but maybe not you. So mm -hmm. you never yeah. know. It's, it's who God wants to be drawn into that yeah. image. Oh, yeah. Okay. Um, it's funny that you mentioned the eyes. It seems like a good segue for the question that I had. So I was reading about the uh, the Christ uh, Pantocrator oh, yeah. icon. Uh -huh. um, is it, so this was used to explain the um, the concept of hypostatic union. Mm -hmm. Is it Gustavo? The hypostatic union keeps coming up in the podcast yeah. <laughs> for whatever reason. Uh, so Jesus is fully human, uh, fully divine. Um, and then I saw like this uh, blog post that it cut the the, mm -hmm. the icon in half, right? And then mirrors both halves. So like the uh, let me get it right. The left side represents Jesus' humanity, mm -hmm. and the right side um, represents his divinity. Right. Um, so like if you see it, 
the left side looks like a very human, like more soft kind yes. of face. And the right side is like a more stern, like the mm -hmm. eyes are kind of look like kind of angry almost. Um, it, it, and you mentioned about the, um, the importance of the eyes and the nose. Like, can you talk about like the rubrics or like the rules about the eyes and the nose? When Well, uh, you know what I want? I, I want to tell you something really quick about the uh, Christ Panther creator that you talked about. So mm -hmm. it, I, I actually painted that image early in my career and it went okay. to a priest, but um, it's, it's a favorite. So that one, I didn't, I mean, that one looks like the original. I mean, I worked to make it look like that one. I didn't, I didn't go with any Western face or anything, but mm -hmm. I remember my husband and I are in diaconate formation. And one of our teachers, um, she started talking about icons and she didn't know that I I'd written icons mm -hmm. before. And she said, she says, she has a big picture. She goes, this is my favorite image of Jesus. I don't know why, but I love it. And I said, I know. And she's like, why? <laughs> and I said, and I, so I go up to the class and I, you know, I'm, uh, I'm not a, I like, I stay quiet in class, but I took, a, I took the image and I took a piece of paper and I go, look at this side. And she's like, yeah. And I said, it's this beautiful forgiving. It's Jesus showing his mercy. And she's like, oh yeah. And then I covered the other side and I said, now he's judging us. And she's like, oh, she goes, this is why I love it. And I said, it is the most interesting, beautiful wow. icon. It is just, so if anybody has the opportunity, cover one side, cover the other side. It's beautiful. It's just beautiful. Yeah. I saw the, uh, I, I saw the post or an Instagram video uh, on what you're talking about, where you take this side and you mirror it and it's a mm -hmm. completely different Jesus and you do the other side and it's so, so amazing. That's but awesome. you started to ask me about noses and yeah, eyes and nose. ears. Yes. yes. I'm sorry. I get all crazy and excited. <laughs> no, it's all good. So there there are rules and so the eyes and icons are always bigger and if you think about it they have seen the face of christ when we see the face of christ what are they're going to be huge our eyes are going to be huge um <laughs> long noses are a sign of nobility so you always notice the noses are longer um small the ears are large because when we go to heaven there's no need to speak only to listen you know we're going to hear <laughs> There, you're <laughs> this is, that's good. This makes you're, me good about having all, big ears. You're all set. You're walking own. icon. Yeah, <laughs> and your face is not that symmetrical either. So you're like two, 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 two hey thumbs now. up. Okay. <laughs> Shots fired. Mine isn't either. So <laughs> maybe we're halfway there. <laughs> so, so the ears are larger because we're listening to, we're listening to the word of God. We're there. So, you know. And the mouths okay. are small because there's no need to speak, only to listen. Wow. So those are um, those are these, you know, like when sometimes people say, well, I don't like icons because they look weird. Well, then when I tell <laughs> them why they look this way, they're like, oh, my gosh, that's beautiful. So it's just understanding and knowing. And then all of a sudden you see true beauty in them. That is so fascinating. Wow. <laughs> It's all the symbolism. I know. Um, it's crazy. It's it. And then it, they're supposed to like draw you to prayer mm -hmm. uh, when when you mm -hmm. contemplate them, mm -hmm. right? Um, so like we have so many around the house. This is like what we're trying to to do to have like all these holy images that when people come into our home, they're like, I wonder if they're Catholic. Yeah, I know. Um, <laughs> uh, so... You have you have written hundreds of icons. Yeah, 
Um, and some of them have gone to homes. Uh, some okay. of them have gone to parishes. Mm -hmm. um, but some of them have gone to the Vatican. Yeah. Um, so c can you talk about like the ones that have gone to the Vatican? I, th I think you have one at St. John Cantius in Chicago. Yeah, actually, it was at St. John Cantius for a year. And it went over to um, Divine Mercy Shrine in... Um, oh, it's, oh, I'm going Wisconsin? to... Wisconsin? Like, no. Okay. Wait. It's the Marian, the Marian priests, uh, father. Um, okay. Wait. Oh, father. Uh, the one like, that does the, uh, the, the sermon of spirits. Cal the, uh, like father Alders there, father Gately, father, it's their order. Oh yeah. 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 I forgot the name of it. So them, anyways, it's there. Now it's, about. it's moved over there. And that was the purgatory. I called it the purgatory icon. So it wasn't St. Okay. John. It was, and the reason the re the way that one got to St. John Cantius is the, I wrote that for a, a book cover and um, okay. it was the, the icon was to give all the symbolisms of purgatory, which was an amazing icon for me to do because at the time I had, was so fascinated with purgatory. So it's okay. a great, it's a fun icon. So anyway, so um, the writer of this book, she was called the purgatory lady. She, that was her parish. <laughs> I know she's written a lot of books on, uh, written a lot of books on, on um, purgatory. So she went to them and said, can we, can I, would you like this? And I said, yeah. So it stayed there for one year. I don't know what happened, but then she, well, I think she knows the priests over and they, she said, um, father Seraphin, who's no longer with us. He had a huge devotion to purgatory and all the holy souls. And so she asked, would you like it? And he said, yes. So it now hangs, it hangs there. Oh, nice. But as far as the Vatican goes, um, are we good on time or? Yeah, you're good. No, you're perfect. Okay, okay. So there's two stories. So the first icon, um, uh, there was a group of friends who were going to um, Medjugorje, actually, and um, mm -hmm. I couldn't go. I, I mean, I, I'm an artist now. I'm, you know, starving artist. I, I, you know, I can't just hop on a plane and go to. <laughs> so a friend of mine, a friend of mine said, you know what? I want to gift you this trip. We're going to go. And there was about six or seven women, and and it's like okay. And so I'm, you know, trying to prepare for this trip, and. It came to me, you need to, you need to paint your an icon in Thanksgiving for this trip. Cause then they added the, they were, we were going to go to Rome as well because they go, well, Viv's going to Rome. She's got to see the, she's got to see everything in Rome for, so we went for three days. So I'm quietly thinking, I told my husband, I'm going to paint this image and give it as a gift because you have no time where you're leaving. You've got all this work you've got to finish. And it's like, no, I, I, in my heart, I feel like it, it's going to be an image of St. Francis um, because we had Pope Francis and I thought this will be perfect. I'm going to mm -hmm. give her this image. So I'm working on this image and she calls me and she says, Vivian, during my prayer time today, while I was praying the rosary, um, God said, um, you need to, uh, you need to have Vivian paint an icon of St. Francis and you need to take it and give it to the Pope. And she, and she calls me and she's telling me this and I'm like going, she's a beautiful, prayerful woman, the most beautiful, prayerful woman, Nanette. And she says, um, and I'm like going, oh my gosh, Nanette, you're not going to believe this. She goes, what? So I text her a picture and I go, I'm painting an image of him. She said, she said, why? And I said, well, I wanted to gift it to you. She goes, oh no, it's not for me. It's for the Pope. That's what, that's what the Holy Spirit. <laughs> and I was like, well, okay. She goes, but wait, there's more. She says, um, all of us have to on the on going on pilgrimage need to paint a little something on it and I go okay we can do that and no and then she said and then we're going to give it to the pope and I'm like going yeah right I was planning on giving it to her but um and I said but okay whatever so they come to my house they all do it it's only 12 by 12 because it has to fit in my backpack 
So we, uh, our priest gives us a blessing before we go. He hooks us up with a priest who tours us around. We tell him what we want to do. He tells us what time we need to get to the general audience. Now, mm -hmm. have you ever been to a general audience? Yes. There's a hundred million people there. There's and a lot of people. There. There's a lot of people. It's not a hundred million, but there's a lot of people. Well, my friend who's in a cast, we're all there. We get split up and we're phoning each other. We're phoning each other. And, and, and one of them says, you won't believe this. I'm up front. So she's 17 rows up front. We make our way over there. There's a, and she's <laughs> saving a seat for us. I mean, it's crazy. She's saving a seat for us. And she says, um, this man is sitting there and he won't get up. And she says, this is just like, go, go. And I believe they were speaking Vietnamese because one of the girls who was with us speaks Vietnamese. So she's yelling at him to get off, get off. No, 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 no. Well, all of a sudden security comes over and we're like, oh my gosh. And so it's a guy. Yeah, get kicked out. Yeah, this guy has this, you know, the little thing in his mouth. Microphone. It looks yeah. like Secret Service and he's, and he, he's bringing something and, you know, calling people over. And I'm like, oh my gosh, we're getting kicked out of the, you know, general audience. <laughs> And my little friend, Gloria, she's really, she's really small. And she looks up to the security guy and she's, excuse me, excuse me. And he says, what? He goes, we have a, an icon for the Pope. And he's what? And he doesn't speak good English. What? She goes, we have an icon for the Pope. And he goes, and I'm standing here watching all this. And she goes, show it to you. He goes, let me see, let me see. So I pull it out of my backpack. Now the, um, the guards, the Swiss guards come over. Oh. We've got two Swiss guards. We have secret service and we have a woman and they're examining it like, is there, it's a bomb or something. And he goes, and he's like this to me. He's like this, where you, address, address. And I'm thinking, what, what? And name, name. And I'm like, what? I don't know. And I'm just kind of like, so I'm, I'm writing my name and my address on it. And they take it. And my friend Gloria has this, you know, smart enough and all the commotion. I'm standing there, you know, the one who doesn't mind talking. I'm just standing there dumbfounded. <laughs> and. I'm watching this, the one guard give it to another guard and we're watching him and it's going up the steps to the Vatican inside and the door, the gate shut. And then Nanette, the beautiful prayerful one says, I told you this was for the Pope. And it was like, so, okay. Everybody laughed and said, oh yeah, whatever, you know? So uh, about almost a year to a, the date that we were there, I got a letter from the Pope and it's signed and it's, it's beautiful and I have it framed and it's just thanking me for the image. So, and still people said, oh yeah, yeah, right. Whatever. You know, he never, whatever. So then an article comes out. My husband loves to tell this story. I don't, I'm this first time I'm ever telling this story. An article comes out. It was the first interview with Pope Francis. And it talks about how simple his office was that all that was in there was a statue of the blessed mother, a small icon of St. Francis. And no um, I forget what else. Whether it was mine or not, I don't know, but it was a great story. And, you know, so that was the first icon. The second icon's a lot quicker story, and I'll tell you it really fast. Um, one, of okay. my, one of my clients, um, I had already written one icon for them, two icons for them. And they said, they called me and they said, we have a private audience with the Pope. Um, and we want to gift him an icon of someone he just canonized. And he canonized him on his birthday, which was Peter Faber. And so, oh my gosh, she goes, are you up for the job? It's like, are you kidding me? So anyways, I, I wrote the icon. Um, they had the private audience with them. They were so lovely in sending me updated pictures throughout the entire day. And um, when they gave it to him, Pope Francis starts to bless it. And they said, no, no, this is for you. And he goes, oh, and then he said, da, 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 in Italian. And the translator said, he loves it. This is his saint or something because he canonized him 
on his own birthday, similar as being a birthday gift. Mm -hmm. So um, mm. that was the second one. So I do have that picture on my website because it was just a beautiful story. So those are the that two that are. Awesome. We'll have to put those uh, on Instagram. Those are yeah. so that cool, a cool story. Okay. Let's just let's just set a third one because I know that you wrote a blessed Lennis Casey icon. Yes. <laughs> and it how how did you is it was a commission? It was a commission. Uh, it was piece? it was a commission. Uh, a young man. I don't. I should say young man. I don't know how old he was, but it was a young man who had a great devotion to him. His aunt had actually known Solanus Casey. Oh wow. Um, okay. Yeah, and so um, he actually said. Uh, so I studied him. He told me all this, the symbols that he wanted. And if you look closely at that icon, there's a little bee in his sleeve. I don't know if you looked at that. Yeah, yeah. So the story. No, we know that story. Oh, okay. So you know the story. Well, so the story <laughs> is that. Oh, okay. Go so ahead, I don't go need ahead. to tell it. Okay. No, go oh, ahead. Okay. <laughs> I love your so, storytelling too. So go ahead. <laughs> so correct me if I yeah. say it wrong, but as I remember, because that was a long time ago. Um, so mm -hmm. as I remember, he saw he was visiting his fellow Franciscans, and he there was a commotion at the Beehive, and he and it and so Solanus Casey just put his hand in there and knew that there were two yep. queen bees. He pulls one out, says, "Find a home yep. for her," and it is just a beautiful, simple story. But so the bee was in there to be able to tell this story. That's amazing. And and the keys he has keys because people thought they they referred to him as as being dumb. And so he wasn't even allowed to do the regular jobs of a priest. He had the keys to the church yep. to let people in and lock up the church. And But many people were drawn to the church because of him. And so he has the keys. And then he's he's holding the church in his hands. That's the same church that the aunt of my client went to, that he went to, which was, I believe, in Detroit. Detroit. So St. Bonaventure must have been? I think so. It's been a long time. I'd have to look. Okay. I'd have to look. I keep notes on them, uh, on them but... Um, yeah, that was a beautiful story. Beautiful. Um, there's so many. I get. I, I love my yeah. job because there's so many beautiful saints and stories. Yeah. It's it's. You can see I get happy with yeah, it. It's beautiful. Yeah. No, I. It's contagious. <laughs> I love it. Totally I can tell you stories okay. all day long about about the saints. <laughs> it, it makes for great content yeah. and podcasts. Yeah. Let me tell oh. you. Sure. Um, okay, so you started saying that you do everything for the great greater glory of God. Right. And. And I know that you hide AMDG in every uh, icon that you write. Yes. Um, do you give prices for people that find those <laughs> letters? You know, it's funny. Sometimes they ask me where is it. I go, I forgot. I just I put them in every single every single icon, um, and it it started. Oh, a gentleman, do I have time for one fast story? Yeah, 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 go ahead. Mm -hmm. Okay, so there's this gentleman, I was painting the Stations of the Cross. Mm -hmm. These were painting, they were big tiles, Stations of the Cross. <laughs> they were going into our hall. And I was working all summer on those. And this little gentleman walks in and he's, you know, one of those guys that have been at the church since it was built. And he says, what are you doing? And I said, oh, I'm painting the Stations of the Cross. He goes, no, and he's pointing his finger. What are you doing? And I said, I'm painting the Stations of the Cross. He goes, no. What he goes, what are he says, why are you doing this? And I said, Well, the church wants stations and we're gonna raise some money. No, why are you doing this? And I said, For him? He goes, Yes. He goes, Everything, <laughs> and is, I'm not kidding you. He says, Everything you do, you do for his glory. He said, When I was in school, if we did not write A N D G at the top of our paper, it was thrown away. So everything you do, you do for his glory. Well, it was so funny. The night before that, I told my husband, you know, we're painting these big stations. And I said, you know, I could hide something in these and nobody would ever know. And they're up there forever. <laughs> and I thought AMDG. So that was the first time. And it was pretty bold in the little red square. I put it on every single icon. And people go, what's that AMDG? 
And then I could tell him, no matter what you do, whether you're a nurse, you're a teacher, you do it for his glory. So I ended up having a ring made and it's AMDG. This is my painting hand. I've worn this bracelet. Oh, it's all hidden here. Um, another one, AMDG. It is, it is what, if, if I was doing this for myself, if I was doing it for a paycheck, if I was doing it for whatever, I wouldn't be doing it. Mm -hmm. It has to be done for his glory. I can only believe that's why he has blessed me with so many beautiful images of his saints and angels and his mama. So I, that's, so I, so beautiful. I do hide it. I don't sign my, I don't sign them in the back. I'll write maybe written by the hand of Vivian in small letters, mm -hmm. but never the front. It would be, God knows who wrote that icon. Nobody else needs yeah. to know. doesn't matter. That's so. beautiful. And that's when you know it's not a real icon when you see somebody write their name on the front. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, thank you so much. This has been such an amazing conversation, Vivian. It was a hood. Um, where can people find you? Well, I do have a website, but it's being rebuilt. So it'll be up in about three more weeks, I'm hoping. Actually, I'm oh, two to three okay. weeks. It, but it's Sacred Image Icons. Um, print, I have um, an Etsy site. Um, so I sell a lot of my prints there because not everybody can afford a, a, an actual icon, but the prints are beautiful. Mm -hmm. They're museum quality. So I do sell um, on Etsy and that's also under sacred image icons or Vivian and Berlia. Um, I, it, it is my hit. I, I feel like every home need, and you have them, but needs to have these images. People need to walk in your home and go, Oh my gosh, they're Catholic. I should genuflect. Um, <laughs> So I, so I, I try to make them personal and there are times people can't afford them. And then I do what I can to give them one um, that I feel very strongly. I feel very, very strongly about that. That's beautiful. So that's amazing. Yeah. yeah. Um, and on Instagram, uh, Instagram, sacred, it's sacred underscore image underscore icons. Yeah. Somebody else had went after I did this and did sacred image icons and that's, they're not, it's so mine sacred underscore image <laughs> underscore get it right people yeah <laughs> um well that's wonderful thanks again so you're much so for your welcome. time thank you for, i love sharing so thank you for um for allowing me to share with you it was fun yeah, yeah. and uh for everybody else go to direct.me forward slash barbatus for more information about the podcast and we'll see you next week